The following opinions expressed within the content are solely the speakers and do not reflect the opinions and beliefs of Child Free Media Limited or its affiliates. everyone. Welcome to the Child Free Over 50 Sharing Wisdom panel. My name is Lenora Fay. I am one of the co-founders of the 2021 Virtual Child Free Conference. And today I am joined by two speakers, Lizette Schittemaker and Jackie Shannon Hollis. Welcome, ladies. How are you? Great. I am well. Are you having a great day, Lenora? I'm having the best day of my life. I can say that honestly. I And I've had many great days in my life, but I am deliriously tired and happy <laughs> well you the final of joy has arrived it's right. going so well it's all Thank you. the panels have been just dynamic wonderful i know it's been amazing just listening i mean i'm gonna have to go watch the replay again at some point but it's been it's been amazing so let's dive right into your panel uh first question how do you prepare for the who's going to take care of you when you get old question lizette let's start with you well, I'm not preparing very well. Or you could say I prepare by being kind, being positive and being interested. Because I think who's going to take care of me when I'm old? They're not, they're not, nobody will want to take care of me when I'm grumpy and critical and limited in my scope. So I really work on, you know, being expansive, being interested and being kind and making friends with younger people and my nephew and nephews and nieces. That's my way. Jackie? <laughs> well, I, I, um, I, one thing is I think that it's an interesting assumption that because I don't have children, it's a bigger question because it, it, that does not make a difference. Uh, I've seen plenty of people with children who did not have anyone to take care of them. And um, to have a child for that reason isn't a great it's not a great reason to have a kid. So it's sort of like, you know, that oh, I was supposed to have kids because so I could be taken care of. I didn't realize it. Um, so, but I have planned and I've made plans. I've made, you know, I've I've got um, a niece of mine is my personal representative. She's got my power of attorney. Uh, should she need to have that or medical care? Um, and you know, I've I've made arrangements for a lot of those things. And also, I think for many people who are child free, um, we are in a position often financially by nature of not having our funds have gone to education, you know, whatever. So we may be in some people in a little better spot that way. And I find it interesting that I, I feel child-free people think more about the future. You're talking about having plans in place and not everyone does. I don't know, Lizette, if you have paper. I personally have paperwork in, in place and I've had it since I was 34 just because my dad told me to do it and it is important. But we think about that sort of thing where there is that assumption or can be that assumption that the kids are going to take care of you. you. Then you don't have that conversation that actually needs to be had because families fight. Who knew? You know, so it's, it's, it's interesting observation that sometimes we think more about the paperwork the actual reality of, of and, and it's important to note because I and mean, not only the paperwork i'm going to move and i'm going to throw so many things out because i'm very aware 
that if I don't throw it out, if I don't give it a second home, you know, or find people who are happy with things that have lived with me long enough, then somebody else will need to do it. Whereas people with children often kind of, you know, oh, the kids will take care of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious, Lisette, because I know you have, you mentioned your niece and nephew, especially, is that, is it a conversation that you've had with them at all about your, you know, your future? Um, well, I'm actually going to move into a building where one of my nieces lives. Wow. And, um, and I've asked her, of course, I said, uh, you know, we, we get along really, really well. She's one of my friends, even though she's, uh, I'm, I'm going to be 67. She's 36, but we have a great friendship. And I asked her, you know, is that too close? And then I asked her boyfriend, is that too close? But they said, no, we love to have you around as long as you don't behave like an old person. <laughs> <laughs> but good. I'm not I don't have that conversation but it comes up in conversations and then they're very sweet and they say we we will look after you you've looked after us we'll look after you so it's and I haven't looked after them physically but more in a spiritual or emotional way mm -hmm. it's a nice natural organic relationship as opposed to the forced assumption that you're here this is what you're meant to do by taking care of somebody. So mm -hmm. the next question is when, or have you noticed, do you remember when people stopped asking you if you had kids or were going to have kids? Did that point ever come up? Did you ever notice it? You know, for me, I don't, don't remember an exact moment. I'm sure uh, I made it pretty clear that I wasn't having kids. Um, so it wasn't so much an issue of when are you going to have kids? But I, my mother expressed her disappointment about me not having kids. Um, and and then there would also be the comment, oh, you and Bill should have kids. You'd be such great parents. And I'm like, part of the reason we'd be great parents is because we don't have kids. I mean, that you think that is because we come in with all this energy and um, we're fun and we're unique and different to these kids. Um, we're not parents. And so we're sort of something else, something other. Um, so uh, I, I, there wasn't an exact moment. I mean, I do remember at a certain point reaching an age where I thought, well, that clearly must look like it's off the table because even the doctor isn't asking that, <laughs> that question. <laughs> yeah, that my mother asked me for a long time when I, I was going to do it, but I was kind of single between like age 27 and 39. I was like always... Uh, working so I said I have a business you have children I have a business some people had children and a business but anyway and um some people asked me with great kind of care and trepidation whether I had ever thought about it whether it was a, a source of grief to me and um so you know when I was I think in my 20s people were kind of critical and then at some point it got different, the tone got different. And and then you could have a really good conversation about, you know, a, a choice, a different way, a different life that wanted to be lived through me. Mm -hmm. Well, I like that. Mm. Do people ask you about having grandkids now? I probably get that question more, you know, do you have grandkids? I mm -hmm. think there's just this incredible assumption about it. Um, and, uh, so I, I think I've heard that almost more than the baby question, the, you know, kids question. 
Well, that's, again, you know, I have the white hair. I've had it for a long time, but people kind of assume that I'm a grandmother and that I enjoy grandparenthood and, uh, um, and are sometimes a bit shocked. And I think it is really also up to us to kind of conduct a conversation in a way that there is immediate understanding instead of antagonism. So uh, when people ask it, I go like, why would you assume that? You know, I have never wanted children. So, um, and uh, I see some people really disappear into grandparenthood. Some of my friends, I go like, oh, you've just finished this whole business with children. Now you're going to do it again. Why is that? But um, I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> well, that segues into the ne the next question because there's that fear of coming out that you know some may feel when your friends are starting to have children and then your friends start to have grandkids. And yes, when you do see somebody just completely lose themselves, and I don't mean it in a necessarily a bad way; it can be either or, but lose themselves into that identity of you know this is this is my child, this is my grandchild. That fear of missing out has that ever occurred to either of you? Is it, talking about the grandparent experience now when you see your friends go through you know absolutely for me there have been times um because i was you know my story is a little bit different in terms of having had periods of time of wanting children and all so that line between childless mm -hmm. and child free whatever you want to call those that um so uh i'm at a point in my life of experiencing really the full benefits of not having children um, the you know that that it all worked out just fine. I have noticed with my um, with my sisters, both of whom have grandkids, um, they're doing it very differently. Uh, one of them is fully involved. That is very much part of her life. For me, it comes up as a question of identity, um, and I think that um, some people so fully identify themselves as parents, and then they carry that on into grandparenthood, that that's a continuation of their parenting. Um, and so for me, I because I never had the, the mother identity, I notice that and sometimes I think it'd be really cool to be that grandma who the, or that woman who the little kids chooses to crawl up in the lap of. Um, but other times I think, Phew, I have so many other things going on, I couldn't, I would be disappointing my children and grandchildren all the time. Was that? I'm more of the latter there because, uh, you know, in my, in my for my book, I interviewed about 70 people worldwide and I did a, a survey and the word that came up most was freedom. And I still enjoy every day the freedom that I have of expressing what wants to come out of, you know, this vehicle and not kind of put it on my child or my grandchild who's get, then going to do the great thing, but really do it here. And uh, no, I haven't. I don't feel that missing out on grandparenthood at all. I had thought of a question and you totally answered it just now, Lizette. That, there's that, that freedom of having whatever identity that you want. This isn't on the list of questions I sent you, but when Jackie was talking, it just it occurred to me like there is, and, and I think or from personal experience, that's only something I've experienced out over the age of 35. 
is that when you start to own own your who you are, what you want to do, and you and you realize you don't even know half the things you can do or that you want to do, because when we start, you know, when we're younger, we're expected to okay, we have a plan. You're going to do this. You're going to do this, and you have to know who you are, and that's going to be your life for the next fifteen years. But when you're not raising a human being, you are free. And I've seen this with both of you. You know, as a getting to know you personally, you both live free wonderful lives that it's really hard to encapsulate in 30 minutes on a panel but can you speak to the the freedom of have having like being free to have whatever identity you want at different points of your life because i think that is that is such a it's an inspiring i well it's an identity it's where you choose to live you don't need to live near a school or near other people for play dates it is uh as we said before kind of a financial freedom because I started new careers uh, a couple of times in my life. And that is such a freedom that yeah. you don't need to kind of hold down the job because of having to pay for all these, you know, things that a child needs. So I, uh, yeah. yeah. And a freedom of identity. I think over my life, I've become more of who I already was and kind of discarding those expectations and conditionings. Mm -hmm. And that's, a, that's still going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, in some ways, I think there are people who've been parents who hit us, hit, uh, meet this at a later time in their lives if they don't completely dive in to grandparenthood. Um, and so, so I feel like at a much younger age, I got to explore this. And like Eula said, I've had, you know, three different significant careers and, you know, just gotten to really pivot like this is not charging me up anymore. What else can I do? I think I'll go back to graduate school. Or I think I'll start writing. I'll think I'll start music. You know, just that, that I have the time and opportunity and sort of this um, sense of I don't have to uphold a way of being for anyone else. Um, that, that it is I got I get and that's there's upside to that and downside to that, too, because I can't lock my identity on externally. No, and I don't feel that as a downside. I feel that as a richness yeah, that I don't, yeah, lock my identity onto yeah. a role, right. not even wife of. I've never wanted to get married. I didn't want to be somebody's wife. I've been somebody's daughter, and that was good. Somebody's eldest daughter, even. But uh, otherwise, it is so great to just, you know, step into new worlds again and again and again as who you are now without baggage. Yeah. only and, the baggage of rich experience and you know one thing uh, just along those lines and I think I was talking to someone the other day about being 62 and how there's there's a thing that when you're younger you can't understand what it's like to be 60 it just looks maybe old to you or whatever it, looks. <laughs> it did it did it isn't no I know and you get to it and realize man this is a really great age I like this age and yeah, there's some, you know, some aches and pains that I wish I didn't have um, and some losses. Uh, but but I think part of, for me, is all the exploration I've had an opportunity to do because I didn't have children has made me feel very solid at this point in my life. I don't know if that is necessarily because of not having children, but it part of it feels like it gave me some, some time to explore some different things. Mm -hmm. Me too. I fully agree. 
Um, I, I know, you know, my sister has four children and her own company and she's explored many things, but I could not have done that. I really needed a lot of time for me to be able to explore many different facets of myself. Yeah. I'm so grateful I followed my own life. And it's not selfish, correct? We yeah. haven't we haven't had that that word come up at all this no. conference, and I just I realized you know that's one of the things is th I guess that that leads into the next question. But there's those misconceptions like, aren't you going to be lonely? Are you afraid of being lonely? And isn't that selfish? I'm lumping those two together, but you know, can we talk a minute about about those those voices that we hear from society and from our you know our, our friends and family who maybe don't mean to say it like that, but it's part of why they do what they do, you know, to surround yourself with somebody. So do you want to speak to the loneliness question a little bit? Um, we'll go with you, Lizette, first. Um, actually, I need a lot of time by myself. Okay. I, I can be very extroverted in the world, but I'm also really an introvert. And I enjoy so much time by myself and I never get bored. And I, I don't think about loneliness, really. I think there's loneliness in the lives of many people, whether you're by yourself or in a relationship or in a family, wherever, there's lots of loneliness. And every human be being has to cope with loneliness and has to kind of find, have to find your own company fascinating in a way. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like my own company. I like what I come up with and I, I like what I do. So let's do that. And uh, self-sufficient, I've, I've called that. I'm going to be self-sufficient. And the thing about selfishness, of course, that's a, that's a huge question. But I, uh, I come across so many people, child-free people, who want to give all of what they are and explore all of what they are. And how can that ever be selfish? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jackie? Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I underline all of those things that, um, you know, I, because I'm, I'm similar. I'm, uh, introvert living an extroverted's life, extrovert's life, um, you know, just that I'm, I, I can do it and I can bring that, but I need to go, you know, take a nap afterward. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there's all of that. But the other part is, I think that um, in not having sort of a, uh, children and all of the, the kinds of friendships that might have naturally come through uh, parenting, that I really had, and I was a small town kid who never really learned how to meet people. I had to learn to meet people and create, you know, friendships. And that that is a real skill I have is to how to connect with people and a love of being connected to people. I have absolutely no fear ever of being lonely because I I I know that I've um, I've worked on myself as well as um, I know how to nurture relationships and of people all ages. And I think that that is one thing for people who are child-free is that sort of this exploration of uh, relationships, friendships with older people and younger people. And a lot of the child-free people I know have lots of young friends, mm -hmm. as well as friends our own age. And so that I, th I think, I mean, I have a sense of a community that's pretty vast. I, I will totally vouch for the loving having older friends. I mean, we're all the same age. You're all my age, in my opinion. I know you guys were teasing me about the color of my hair the last time we did the rehearsal. But, you know, there's, there, is, there is such a richness in, and this is something my dad told me when I was younger. He's like, it's, 
I, and I hadn't even told him I didn't want to have kids, but he, he, he made a point of saying, you know, be friends with younger people. And I mean, at the time I was young, so I didn't think much about it, but it's true. You know, like we can all learn from each other. And, you know, I, I love the conversations I've had with you two, you know, in, in personal and, and in other settings as well, too. Like we, especially in the child-free conversation, like in an earlier panel today, we had someone who was 22, had never met uh, anyone else who like any, any other person there or older who was child-free. Right. So th this wow. was from the BIPOC panel. So, you know, she had never met other black women who were older, who didn't have kids. Wow. This was the first time. And to witness that was pretty cool because I've, I've always gravitated to older people because I was basically born old. And then when I hit 30, I went through my teenage phase. So I'm 38 now and kind of in a really cool place of being kind of everything all at once. But, you know, especially in this conversation, like we are, we are looking for someone who has, who is living the life that we desire and is not so seemingly caught up. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that you don't have doubts. I don't know, but, you know, just really living life because we're taught by so many around us that you're not going to enjoy life. You're going to be lonely. You're going to regret it. You're going to, all these things because you chose not to have children and it's just it, it we've all been through it it wears on us mm -hmm. so it is nice to to see people who are living but there are so many of us i mean that was one of the surprises yeah. of my research because i always thought i was a bit of an exception mm -hmm. and then i knew other exceptions too but in the us in canada in europe one in five adults has no children voluntarily or involuntarily that is one in five walk down the street every one in five person you know people has no children there's no. many of us we are many we're not strange we're not missing out on anything there's just you know when the olympics are on not everybody is watching because it's not everybody's thing like children right. is not everybody's thing right. but these this thing of the friendship um crossing uh, all ages is is what I found in common with people all over the world, that mm -hmm. uh, people who have no children is kind of, otherwise you're parents and then you have the children and then you have, you know, the friends of the children. Whereas, um, yeah, there's some thunder going on here. Uh, I'm in Switzerland, there's kind of thunder <laughs> between the mountains here. So I'm kind of looking out and yeah. But it's, it's um, also we don't have like the technology, I have to keep up with technology i have to i can't say oh my son will do that yes. you know because there is no person so i need to do it and that's yeah. why i feel sometimes i'm much more with the times than people who are parents uh-huh yes i agree with that yeah. and and actually to that point jackie you said about your skill of making friends when you don't have children to kind of bring friends to you because yeah you know mm -hmm. how your social circle changes when your friends start having kids and suddenly they have the parenting groups Mm -hmm. But when we don't have that, it's on us. Right. It's on us, as you both have mentioned, to stay interested in life, to find who who you are, enjoy your own company. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I, I'm also a, a, an introvert posing as an extrovert because I'm super <laughs> chatty. But you know, all right. So we have okay. Incoming question from I would like to ask if they sometimes have regrets. All right. Who wants to answer this one? You know. I think regrets are is an is an interesting word. I I have experienced, and and this goes a little bit to what Lisette was saying about some people like to watch the Olympics and some not. 
Um, I don't have regrets. I have times where I see I could have taken that path and had that experience. Sometimes I feel like I'm living parallel lives. Um, there was a time where I, when I was younger, where I was very afraid that I would have regrets. And um, it seems like as, as time went on and I felt more and more okay, and I saw all of the positive experience of this coming in, that those regrets became smaller. But I think when you're in that for some people in an in-between place, not knowing what if they're making the right choice, it's it's scarier. And so I I don't have regrets. I have times where I see, oh, that that could have been a way I would have I could have gone to and probably would have been um, happy in a different way or content in a different way. Um, but I'm I'm feel incredibly joyful in this way. Excellent. That's beautiful. Well, I can say I have no regrets. Really, I have no regrets. I am so proud of myself of not having given in to, you know, the eldest daughter needed to get married first to have ch children first. And I didn't do it. And I'm really, really grateful to myself for sticking it out. And I, I have described myself as kind of a 70-30 person, like in the 100%, 70% of me did not want children and that whole settled life. But 30% wanted that kind of experience that is like no other, right? And over time, the 30% has kind of dwindled to not even 8% mm -hmm. anymore. I have my life and it suits me and I love it and I have no regrets. Oh, I love it. That's okay, another question. How do we respond to people's remarks that we are selfish for being child-free? <laughs> okay, so we... <laughs> We have four yeah, minutes well, to answer this question. <laughs> well, maybe by, you know, very often a good way to respond to such a remark is, is just to ask a question. What do you mean by selfish? Mm. What do you mean by selfish? And if they say, well, selfish is just you live only for yourself. And, and they say, what do you mean I live only for myself? I have been an employer for me. Huh? I've been an employer. I'm an author. I'm a giving person. So you know, I think the whole trick is not to go into defense. And I know when I was young, I did go into defense. I felt very aggravated, not seen, not taken seriously. It, it's 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 a tough one. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, I think it so much comes from the perspective of you know the the person who feels like they're you know they're giving up their you know their lives or their needs for this child. So it looks like you're out there, la la la, you know, having a great time. Um, and well, we are, but, uh, <laughs> but there's, um, there, you know, for me, it's, it's always been such an interesting thing because, because I was someone who was on the fence and, and um, went from being childless by circumstance to child-free, that not having children was a much more selfless experience. Um, I made the decision to not have children because of my I was in a relationship with someone who didn't want them. And my experience was many, many people had children without even thinking about it. Um, yeah. they just, and, and that's about that's a uh, can be a rather selfish action to, to to make such a big step without considering it deeply. Um, so, so one of the things I I would say um, it to that is, um, do 
can, can you tell me how not having children is not self, how having children is not selfish? I'm just, you know, this is similar to what Lucetta said. I'm confused about the term selfish. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Lizette, how can people reach out to you? If you want them to reach out to you at all. Oh, yes, I do. I love to be in these conversations. Maybe not as much as you. You do it every day. But, <laughs> uh, so I have a website with my unpronounceable name. That's because I'm Dutch. Lisette Schoutemaker. Lisette Schoutemaker.com. I have a book which is called Childless Living, which is a bit of a, I mean, I would have had a different title if I had known more of this child-free, childless you know, dichotomy that doesn't exist in my language. Uh, but please reach out to me on Instagram, Childless Living, on Twitter, on Facebook, um, through my site. And um, I love being in these conversations. We are not alone. You are not alone. Thank you. And Jackie? You can uh, find me at uh, my website, JackieShannonHollis.com. And also, um, if I have a book, uh, this particular <laughs> childless love story, um, and uh, it's also available in audio if you want to hear it. Um, and then I'm in the usual places, especially on Instagram these days, where you can see my puppy um, and my garden. <laughs> and uh, so, and but there's contact information on my on my website as well. All right. So thank you both for joining us today. This has been the Child Free Over 50 Sharing Wisdom panel. Lovely to talk to you on this topic. And you've given me so much hope, which you always do anyway. But, you know, I mean, it's just it's been it's just so nice to have these conversations. So thank you again. And thank you, Lenora. Is... You're a star. You're a star. <laughs> thank you so much to three of you of making this conference happen. It's really great. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, this Appreciate it. And really great to connect with you, too, Lisette. Just yes, to you too, Jackie. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that more often. Yeah, thank you, Lenora. You're welcome. It's great. We hope you enjoyed this episode presented by Child Free Media Limited. To stay current with child-free content like this, please visit childfreemedia.com and subscribe to the newsletter.